Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good man, Alan. How are you going? Grand, Mick. Um, good morning to you, Tony. How are you, Alan? How are you keeping? I'm grand. How are you keeping? I must say, I thoroughly... Oh, oh, grand. I, I, oh, grand. I thoroughly enjoyed the documentary, which was shown on RT television quite recently. And I just want to remind people, Saturday, January the 21st, you're at the Clayton White's Hotel in Wexford. And on Wednesday, the 28th of December, you're uh, at the Ashdown Park Hotel, Gorey. So you're in Gorey first. Uh, tell me a little bit about the, uh, the, the, the documentary, Tony, how that came about. Well, the two two guys who put together were the two fellows who put uh, Brendan Grace documentary together, and we we were on the uh, documentary for Brendan Grace, and that's where we met them. And they came up with the idea of doing something with us, you know. So they came back to us and said they had uh, talked to a few people, and they, they were thinking of this uh, meeting up with six young artists who were all the sort of different different types of music in their own right. And what would be interesting? We said, yeah, why not? And uh, we we spent we spent a couple of months, I suppose, all together, maybe three months in all, putting it together. It was great fun because we travelled all over the country, yeah. went from Cork to Dublin to Limerick and uh, out to the Iron Islands and, and down to Clare and all over the place. It was really good fun. And, uh, and the first hour, of course, was all just us going meeting these people, mm-hmm. talking to them, uh, talking about their music and our music, and then. The second hour was near enough uh, just us uh, singing with them and doing a concert with them in Dublin. But it was it was great fun and it worked very, very well. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And Mick, uh, I have to tell you, uh, you could have washed it with your mouth with holy water. <laughs> You're effing oh, blind at all of this. Lourdes water, maybe. Lourdes, you needed a bottle of Lourdes water. You were, you were in ball, ball form. You were in ball of yeah, well, unfortunately, when I'm goes wrong... Yeah, with me, uh, that's the first reaction, you know. And the boss is with you as well. I, uh, I didn't know the missus was so actively involved in the band because uh, she is your musical director, isn't she? Yeah, she did. She arranged all the the music and 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 the stuff with the choir and all that. Yeah, carry on. So it's uh, it's available. What yeah. to do? Yeah, at home and away. Yeah, because it's available on RT's Real Player, and if you haven't seen it, I, I I sat down and I really really enjoyed it. Of the acts that you worked with, Mick, who who did you enjoy most working with from the six you worked uh, with? Probably Steve Wall, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Steve Wall, mate. Look, we had a bit of a connection insofar as Steve Wall's great, his granny's brothers, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, were, were were very famous alien pipers, the, the Felix Dorden and Johnny Dorden. Yeah. And uh, all the trad men in Wexford now will know exactly who I'm talking about. Well, any of the lads coming near my age will know. The young lads maybe not, but uh, the fact, I suppose, that we had something to chat about and, and all that, but uh, look, he was, they were all easy to work with. We had no problems with anyone at all now. It was, they were deadly, but... Yeah. Uh, him and, and the lad from the Arden Islands that sang the verse of Maggie in Irish. No, but they were all dead on. Yeah, you couldn't complain about any of them, no, really. You enjoyed the experience. And totally, it culminated then with a performance in Dublin, didn't it? In a church setting, was it like a church? Where was it? Yeah, the Pepper, uh, Pepper Canisters, no, it was called. Something in the middle of aye, Long Street. Up in the very middle of Street, that church. And that was very exciting because when we were in there, we... We knew straight away when we didn't look at the place. It had great 
Yeah. Effects of great feeling, and there was a great atmosphere in the place, you know. It was, okay. it we, was we, something very, very different, and yeah. it was worth doing. It really worth doing for our sake, because we right. enjoyed it. And at that particular time as well, it was during, kind, of, kind of during lockdown, the end of lockdown, but we were working outside a lot of the time. And we didn't have a, a problem with that, you know. But it's great to, to be out and about and traveling around the country and meeting people. And, yeah. and they were all different acts, you know. They all had some something completely different to bring to the table. And they were all, the other great thing about them, they were all working and they were all doing the raw material and everything. So it was great. It, show, it also showed great innovation on your part. Now, you're appearing in... Uh Clayton White's Hotel on Saturday, January the 21st. Uh, we have a pair of tickets to give away for that. So if you'd like to try and win the tickets for the Wexford gig, just put down Foster and Allen Wexford and text me now on 087-3737-956. Prior to that, on Wednesday the 28th of December, you're at the Ashdown Park Hotel in Gorey. Uh, and if you'd like to try and win tickets for that, I have a pair of tickets to give away. Just text in Foster and Allen Gorey. But do it now, 087-3737-956. I want to play your version of Mockingbird Hill, just to have a little bit of a tune to let people know uh, what you do uh, and then have a good chat with you again about the journey you've been on so far. Will you stay with me, Mick? Will you stay with me, Tony? Yeah, no problem. Carry on. Okay, so start texting now. Foster and Alan Wexford, Foster and Alan Gorey. If you would like to try and win the tickets for either of those gigs, have a listen to this. Mockingbird Hill Tra-la-la Tra-la-la Twiddly 
Enjoy that. Of course, the King plays lots of Foster Allen music every evening here on South East Radio and keeps us all uh, company, our own Tony Kyo. And I'm sure you'd like uh, Mick and Tony to talk about Tony Kyo and the importance of people like him in local radio. I'll come to you first off, Mick. How important is having a guy like Tony Kyo on radio? Well, to look at uh, a lad like Tony Kyo is, is seriously important because uh, he's a musician and singer himself and... Uh, you know, and Theresa and the stars, and uh, they're on the go maybe near, nearly as long as us. But, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> the fact that he's doing dances and stuff, he knows what the people want. Right. And uh, yeah. fair play to him, he gives it to them. And do you see a huge importance for people like Foster Allen in local radio and, and having uh, the Irish artists played regularly? Well, it, it's, it's seriously important because, um, you know, when Tony and myself started, nearly 48 years ago. Yeah. If we got a play on, on RTE radio, everyone heard it because we only had the one station. Yeah. If we got a spot on, on RTE television, everyone seen us because it was only the one station. But now, uh, I don't know how many stations you'd want to be tuned into, but I think most people, I think most of our audience anyway, are inclined to tune in to the local radio more than anything else yeah. to see what's going on in their own area. So with the result... You know, it makes the okay. local job twice as important as maybe as the national one. Tony, look, we have, we're still asking people to text in Foster and Alan Gorey or Foster and Alan Wexler. We'll be announcing the winner of the tickets very, very shortly. Just text us or WhatsApp us now on 87 I don't know, do you remember the first time I ever interviewed you, Tony, uh, Tony Allen? Well, one of the first times we yeah. ever met was, um, I think it was for RT Radio. That's right. Do you know where it was? I'll tell you where it was. It was in the it was in the RDS, and you and Mick were in a horse box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, because <laughs> I remember meeting you in the Onyo Inn as well. At, that's right. Doing. I sure would have done the discos before the uh, before yeah. and after. And you the were concerts. dying with the flu one night. There, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the, uh, do, you re, do you have fond memories of the Onyo Inn and the various ah, venues yeah, around yeah, Wexford? Yeah, brilliant. It was yeah. a brilliant place, absolutely. We used to do great crowds in the New York. Wexford, Wexford was always very good to us. We did a lot of work, and we still do. As you see, we're doing two dates in, in Wexford in, in, in the one tour. That's not nothing wrong with that. I mean, you broke the, the mould, didn't you? You, the Furies, and, and the Dubliners before you all managed to even get on top of the Pops. And it's something that we often talked about. Like, to get on top of the Pops was in itself... Incredible, wasn't it, uh, Tony? Absolutely. Well, incredible. it was. Of course, in those days, you had you had again, you had a lot of great radio in, in England. You had Terry Wogan and Glory Oliver and people like that who played all the Irish stuff. And then you had like Mick and had Rich Records set up in London, and they were distributing the stuff to all the shops so people could buy. And when we all came on on board in the seventies, uh, the Furies anyway, and those and and Daniel then later in the eighties, it. Uh, there was a big opening at that time because all the, the people that was recording easy listening music like Val Dunigan and Ken Dodd and Max Bygraves and the Bachelors, they had all stopped recording at that stage and they were all doing television and, and yeah. stuff and we, Rich I think saw the opening and, and, and worked on people like ourselves and it was great to get in and of course we did then what they didn't do, we kept going recording You know, we've I think we've had an album in the British charts every year for about Right, thirty-six years, and Daniel the same for I think about thirty years. You know, so like 
the Fury's still touring England, so Brendan Shine's still touring yeah. England, so there's, there's a huge amount of Irish easy listening music still going into to, to the UK, and of course America and, yeah. and, and uh, Australia, New Zealand and South Africa still travels very, very well, the same music. Mick, I've been asked to ask you about your accordion. It's a special one, I'm told. Why is it special? <laughs> it's an old man's accordion. It's a what? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's an old man's accordion. An old it's man's late. accordion, yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it's late. I have, oh, I don't know whether I have 10 or 12 of them, but uh, that's a little French one. Uh, it's a Salterelle, yeah. and uh, it's, it's, it's very late. Uh, there's great action to it for an old man's fingers, yeah. and uh, it it's it wouldn't pull the arms over you or the neck over you, and uh, that's yeah. it. But I mean, I have Vignonis and I have Paula Sopranis and I have Belchunas and look at uh, it's a kind of a nest in them here. But yeah, uh, I can only play one at a time, and a lot of lads will say I'm getting it hard to do that, but I don't pass any heat on them, do you know? All right, look, uh, Tony, you're still enjoying the touring. Are you going back to Britain again? Have you a new album oh, coming yeah, out? We, what, what's we, happening? This, this Irish tour starts now the night after Stevens' night in Mullingar, and it doesn't finish until uh, near the end of February in, in the Opera House in Belfast. Then in March, we have four dates down south of Ireland. Well, we deliberately picked them because the weather might be a bit better. But uh, we're not out every night now, but we're working sort of every other night until the end of until March, and then uh, April we do a tour of Scotland and north of England. So we're yeah. we're not giving up yet for a while anyway. Yeah, we'll uh, and you're one of nine, Tony. Are, are, is Jack still performing? Tr Jack hasn't yeah. performed. No, Jack was diagnosed with motor neuron uh, last year, yeah. so he's he's quieting down a good bit. Uh, Tr, of course, is still out there, given that he's all all right. The man with the hat. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm the youngest. There was nine of us. Uh, was nine. There's only seven of us left. No, I'm the, I I'm the, uh, the youngest. Yeah, the youngest of nine. And and uh, I suppose they'll, they'll be asked for hopefully for a little while anyway. Southeast Radio's morning mix, chat, news, and your views.